My guest today here in the studio is has a progressive deaf blindness. Progressive does not mean the improvement. But I was too young to understand my disability. Pichhara jate hain padhaing mein and kuch samajh mein nahi aata. Deaf blindness is recognized under multiple disability. Without acceptance, we, acceptance we cannot give the necessary intervention at the right time. How do you see Goa, uh, you know, as a case study? Well, hello and welcome to a very special episode of Goa Connect. Now, I have a very special guest in the studio. Uh, my guest has done Bachelor's of Arts, uh, Diploma in Physiotherapy. She's also done a Certificate in Food and Nutrition course. Now, you'll ask me, what's the big deal? Well, my guest today here in the studio is, has a progressive deaf blindness. I have with me Shruti Lata Singh. Uh, Shruti, welcome uh, to the studio. Hello. My name is Shruti Lata Singh and I am from Ahmedabad and I work with Sons India which is the first and only national level organization working for people with deaf blindness. Okay, as uh, Shruti has been kind with the words, uh, uh, she joined Sense India uh, in April 2020 and has been engaging with stakeholders to advocate for rights of people with deaf blindness in India. Now. Uh, with so much of uh, challenges uh, she's facing, uh, I have with me Omita as well, who will interpret my questions to her and uh, Shruti Lata will answer. Uh, my first question, Omita, uh, to Shruti Lata would be, uh, how did this you know, progressive deaf blindness started with, with Shruti? This progressive deaf blindness, first of all, let me uh, explain what exactly progressive is. Here the word, word progressive does not mean the improvement or something. Rather, it means that the vision and hearing that I have uh, reduces day by day. So, as far as I remember, uh, my vision and hearing was normal, was never normal. And uh, I remember that from standard fourth onwards, I was never able to see whatever Teacher was teaching in the uh, teacher was writing on the class board. We, although I used to sit on front, the front row, and also whatever they were saying in class, I could not hear. So I can just say that uh, it somehow started long back. But recently, I also got the genetic test done, and uh, it confirmed that uh, some mitochondrial because of some mitochondrial mutation, I have this disability. And apart from me, my elder brother also has this disability. Okay. Uh, how did you cope up with respect to your academics? Because that was also a challenge when you started at, in the fourth standard, you realized this is what we, we were you know, heading for. Well, I was too young to understand my disability. And uh, I was mostly excluded in classroom. Uh, I was not able to socialize and it uh, was not learning well. But I was fortunate enough that I had a very supportive and educated family which helped mm -hmm. me. And uh, uh, my mom, being a doctor, general doctor, was able to help me in studies. And my uh, sister who was uh, so at that time in college, she was doing engineering. Whenever she used to come home, she used to teach me also. And uh, I also had support of my cousin sister who was two years younger than me and we studied in same school. So 
whatever information she used to get, she used to share with me. Um, the lack of friends in classroom was compensated by her company and also with family friends that uh, my parents had. My neighbors were supportive and communicative. And for academic, my family were always there. I am grateful for uh, to my mom for being very strict, because of which I learned to, to, and to focus more on academics. And so I was somehow able to complete my schooling in mainstream, though I never understood anything in school <laughs> and never learned. Uh, was, did you feel any social pressure, uh, especially in your early academic years? Well, because my teachers were not aware about my disability, I was leveled more as Dell student. Yeah, well, that in school it is very normal. Those students who are not doing well are mostly left behind and the educators don't usually focus on them. That was the exact condition that I had back then. And because of my family background, because most of my relatives and family are very brilliant in studies, and I was the only one in at average level, and I used to feel bad many times that uh, I am the only one who is uh, living back. But years later, I realized that it was because of my disability and was not getting support at that time. I think my parents had realized much earlier that I had this disability. So they used to take me for checkups and uh, the extra support was given by family only. And for passing standard 10th, and, uh, my mom was very concerned and she uh, made sure that I had tuitions for the subjects that I was weak in. She was making extra effort in everything to make sure that I finished academics. Apart from that, I always uh, was uh, eager to make friends because I lacked that during those times. And uh, students were not really he, 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 eager to, make, to be, be friends with me at that time. And so if anyone knew just to come, I was the one to jump at <laughs> to make friends and make sure that they talk with me. And, but it did not go on for long. Okay. Um, thankfully, you came from a good family background. You know, your parents were sensitive enough to, you know, take up this matter and understood your challenges. Uh, I want to understand is you, you work with Sense International India as well. Uh, how do you see uh, India and how do you see the Western counterparts with respect to awareness to deaf blindness? In 2021, I did have one opportunity to visit Switzerland, Bern, hmm. to support another young girl with deaf blindness because she was invited to, in Bern at the United Nations World Data Forum. And uh, because there were no one no, to support her at that, that time, I, I had to go with her. And just imagine two young girls, women with deaf blindness, taking uh, all the, going all the way from New Delhi to you know, Amsterdam to Zurich, uh, then taking the train to Bern and exploring on ourselves. 
well it was all possible because of the accessibility that was there in mm. the west in the european countries and uh, people were very sensitive about disability and whenever we used to ask for help we used to get it and even uh, roads had accessibility features like some uh, uh, wide road and uh, walking and uh, driving paths were different and some tactile led to feel that uh, there is some turn mm. and also i heard from the hotel receptionist that uh, from morning 10 to evening 5 pm there is audio guide at, uh, in the road also for guiding people with visual impairment and the other girl who was with me uh, who had good uh, better vision than me now shared with me that many people with uh, who were uh, hearing impaired were using sign language were around and they were freely moving here and there and were working and even now the uh, rail station were very accessible we could get help from the people who worked there they used they were always ready to support us to you know, get to the train and uh, reach safely and uh, even when we, uh, we had to reach uh, burn from zurich someone helped us but uh, in India, it is very difficult to get help. No. Airport is accessible, but uh, the railway station and bus stands are not that accessible. Or rather, I should say that it, uh, that it is very minimum accessibility things are there. Maybe for wheelchair, there are some provisions. For, but for uh, blind and deafblind people, there is hardly anything because People with deaf blindness so really mostly on tactile inputs. Here, tactile means that they rely on touch. And if I have to get information from others, I have to touch the hand and understand what do they want to share. Like even in signing, I depend on my interpreter for interpreter support. But if it is dark, I cannot see whatever it is she is signing. So I just touch her hand and try to feel it. No, and uh, because our country is also overpopulated, uh, and people are not very sensitive. No, and very and most of the people ignore when we try to get help, or are are looked down upon. So mm. these are the things. Mostly, the mindset of people is something that uh, the, the has to change. Is the biggest difference here and in West. Okay, uh, as you rightly said, uh, mindset is what has to change in, in our country. Uh, I also wanted to know is you have been associated with Sense International India and how has been this journey of educating, sensitizing people and taking on this, this mission, uh, especially, you know, briefing people on, on this? Actually, Sense India started in 1997 back then and our director Akhil Sir was the founder. And Sense India started with support from Sense International, and uh, it slowly spread to the 23 states. And our uh, our approach is mostly partnership. So we partner with different NGOs and government officials in different states, 
and uh, no, so that we can reach out to more people with deaf blindness so in different states and uh, for 25 years since india had been actively working for advocating for rights of people with deaf blindness and uh, we now we can see a lot of changes because of it and, and because of also active involvement of other partners here in Goa, we are in partner. We work in partnership with Caritas organization, and uh, uh, the biggest achievement is recognition of uh, uh, deaf blindness in the revised act for rights for person with disability 2016. Before that, the act had only seven disability, and this deaf blindness was not part of it. So, the people with deaf blindness in India did not have the support of the law. But now, because of sustained advocacy by Sense India, uh, deaf blindness is recognized under multiple disability. But uh, still, uh, uh, it has to be implemented properly. And uh, uh, we are trying to, to ensure that Inclusion for people with deaf blindness is in every area, like education, especially only intervention, and then education, higher education, healthcare, sports, and everything. I was going through your profile, and uh, it also mentioned that you know uh, you have been pediatric uh, physiotherapist uh, at two of the locations. Uh, I want to understand is how did you get into this, and how has been that experience? Well, now I before doing physiotherapy, I actually was doing a um, correspondence course, and at mm. the end, I was very much bored <laughs> <laughs> because I was at home all the time. And uh, no, the decision to do correspondence course uh, was taken considering the lack of support in the uh, classroom setup. But later, no, because of lack of social life. I, uh, me and my parents decided that I uh, could enroll in a uh, uh, project for, of uh, blind people association in Ahmedabad that, in which a unit for deaf blind is also supported by Sons India. This was in 2013 and uh, the course was mostly for people with blindness, not for any other disability. But uh, um, because of my background in science, I was able to get it. And uh, so, after the three years, I uh, became the first person with deaf blindness in India uh, to do physiotherapy, he, diploma in physiotherapy. And uh, was also able to do internship in civil hospital and uh, mm. uh, uh, Rotary and uh, also at uh, one unit run by Blind People Association. But after that, I uh, got the opportunity, as, uh, there was one opportunity in early intervention center. That is also part of uh, that organization. Hmm. And uh, at first, because of my deaf blindness, dual sensory loss, so the parents of children were not uh, ready to accept me and they were worried how would I communicate, how would I be able to give physiotherapy. But uh, slowly, they uh, trusted me. And I worked under the guidance of a senior occupational therapist also. Now, mm -hmm. uh, 
because every junior, uh, every fresher needs some guidance. I was fortunate enough to get the guidance from some senior who learned uh, sign language to communicate with me. And I also had the support of uh, the educators who worked there who also knew basics in sign language. So if I wanted any information about the children, I could go through the report using digital magnifier and could ask uh, the educator to help me in communicating with the uh, parents. And uh, at first it was very challenging also. I did find the challenge all the time, but uh, slowly I learned to deal with it and understand. And, uh, the experience was good and uh, that is the ex that that was the time I understood how the parents uh, felt when the child has children has the severe and multiple disability and uh, the challenge that they face in accepting the disability and also staying positive for children. Okay, you mentioned challenge. I, I really would ask you what are the challenges uh, that you anticipate that uh, for deaf blindness people that needs immediate attention in our country? Well, first of all, is this acceptance when a child with when a child with deaf blindness or any other multiple disability is born, the acceptance by family as well as the community member in mm. India, our society, most of the rural area are mostly not that acceptive of uh, acceptive of children with disability, and uh, yeah, you know how most people are in rural area. They think that uh, it is disability is uh, because of something bad we did in past life. These are some stigma, and uh, because this uh, because of all this. Children and even adults try to stay away from those type of children. So I would say the first thing we need is a more awareness about this unique disability, because the without acceptance, acceptance we cannot give the necessary intervention at the right time. And uh, even for the intervention, we need to have full support of family and community which is very important and another thing is about availability of resource now or some ngos are working for the uh, disability and uh, even if you are working even fewer ngos working for deaf blindness and uh, now the problem is about funding and also about the lack of resources we need more resource trained educators and also trained medical professionals who can identify and rehabilitate and give appropriate certificate of disability for people with deaf blindness so that they can get the necessary support when needed. And apart from this, there are other like accessibility. We right now our the uh, country is fast changing and we have so many policies guidelines coming up then uh, every day but how uh, and uh, people with disabilities are being called to be included in decision making and also uh, to have comments so that it could be fully inclusive but how many people with deaf blindness are about uh, to participate in it 
I see very less because the information is not reaching. So, uh, awareness, com acceptance, awareness, so and uh, uh, about uh, acceptance among uh, people with deaf blindness and uh, accessibility of information, everything needs to uh, immediate attention in our country. Whether it, it is a uh, no, physical environment or uh, online, it, uh, everything has to be accessible, not just for people with deaf blindness, but everyone with disability. Uh, uh, with your experience, has the, our country changed with respect to accepting this deaf blindness? Yes, first thing is to change the mindset of people and uh, without that we cannot uh, no, ex uh, expect too much change. Yes, well, just take the example of bullet train or something that the PM and others are wearing. Uh, you, you have, must have heard that there were damages done when uh, it was launched. If the people are not accepting and damaging it, then what is the use of it? So, same way if there are policies and acts and the implementation is not being done now because of poor acceptance among the people and, uh, and very less awareness, then how will it be implemented? Then what is the use of it? So I would say that changing the mindset of people is very important. Question was, do you think that it is changing from before all time? Acceptance. Well, uh, yes, I think that changes are happening, but at very slow process. And uh, we have to you know, increase this process and increase the rate of this process. And I can see that many of the rural areas are also coming out, but it is mostly when some intervention is done by NGOs and sometimes government. Okay. Uh, uh, Shruti you've been, sp uh, you've spent a little time here in Goa. Uh, you've met government officials, you've met a lot of NGOs that you know you've been working associated with. Uh, how do you see Goa, uh, you know, as a case study? Here? The commissioner of person with disability is very active and supportive and uh, he is able to take up issues and he is trying his best and uh, many changes I can see that uh, we still need more, uh, to, there is still a lot needs to be done because uh, in my network of people with deaf blindness, so even in Goa, I see that the most of them are yet to uh, get uh, the support that they need, especially in terms of accessibility and uh, education as well as employment. That will need some time, but uh, no, accessibility in terms of no, deafblindness, it is something that we need to consider about. People with deafblindness um, have unique needs because of dual sensory loss. So anything that uh, is made for either uh, visually impaired or hearing impaired does not work for people with deaf blindness. Mm -hmm. And uh, so considering their unique needs, changes has to be done. And uh, uh, some people, some of the parents of children with deaf blindness and multiple disability also no, share that there are still challenges in getting cert appropriate certificate and uh, uh, 
also in getting some pension and uh, also yeah. about enrollment in mainstream school they are facing lot of challenges but uh, since i can say that uh, government are actively working so I, I hope in future it will be very positive change that we will see. Shruti, it's been a wonderful chat here. It's been a one-of-a-kind experience interacting with you. Uh, my best wishes to you and your future. Uh, you said that you, know, you have progressive deaf blindness, uh, which will continue. When you say progressive, you are not improving, but it will keep on, you know, uh, take, uh, you'll end up... Uh, seeing less of the world but I think even when you see less of the world I think the world can see you and the world can see the beautiful smile that you have uh, it was indeed a, a, a conversation for me to remember uh, you have been watching this program sitting uh, comfortable on your couch maybe cribbing how life is bad at you but then again when we see this kind of stories that is when we realize how fortunate the world is and how you know, fortunate we can make our lives. More importantly, how we can make others' lives better. If you encounter, you know, uh, people like Shruti or all the other people who are there, I think uh, what I nicely heard is, you know, what they require is empathy and not sympathy. I end up this conversation on this note. It's been a pleasure experience chatting with Shruti Lata and hearing her experience about it. You keep on watching Prudent. <laughs>